0: It was the joke was dead after like the third email from like a seventy year old partner being like, wouldn't it be funny if I was a cat? Not really. Have you seen
1: this joke on the internet?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, God bless them, right? They're trying.
1: Welcome to checking out the competition, New York Rangers, and this time we are joined by usually. So usually when we do these things, we have somebody from the other SB Nation hockey blog related to the team that we're playing but this time we have something a little bit different which I'm kind of excited about. We have Eleni from the Ice Garden which is the SB Nation blog dedicated to women's professional hockey. Eleni how are you?
0: I'm good how are you?
1: Good thank you so much for doing this. So we're going to talk a little bit about the New York Rangers who I'm being honest with you I have paid zero attention to.
0: You're not missing that much don't worry.
1: It's kind of weird that we're like over a month into the season and the Flyers haven't played the Rangers yet, but
0: everything's weird. I feel like we've played the freaking Devils like 700 times, and I know we haven't, but it feels like we have. (laughs) It's because I hate playing them so much. I like playing the Flyers, so I'm always excited for these games. I mean, playing
1: the Devils and the Islanders are the two for me where it's just like I don't need to ever play them.
0: I, I would be totally fine if I never played either of those teams ever again. be Fine. So let's just kind of, since this
1: is the first Flyers-Rangers game, just like high level. Um, the Rangers are, you know, hanging in there.
0: I guess. So- are they? They're pretty bad. Look, <laughs> I, I, I'm. We. This is exactly. If you're a Rangers fan, I would say most of us who aren't like completely delusional knew that this is what we were in for right so everyone pretty much knows that we have Lafreniere and he was the first round pick the first overall pick and that's a really big deal we have Capo Caco and he was the second overall the year before and that's a really big deal and people maybe know that one of our goalies punched Tony D'Angelo and that's pretty much all anybody like really knows and to be quite honest with you that's pretty much the bulk of what's been going on Mm -hmm. Um, we have not been winning games our puck look is terrible and there have been plenty of games. A lot of the times when we lose, it's pretty close. It's like a one goal game that we lose and like we'll fall apart in the third period. We're not getting like blown out. We're not the Sabres. We're not getting blown out <laughs> every game. We're not getting really not getting shut out that much. Um, but it's a really, really young team. I think we're the youngest team in the NHL. Oh, wow. uh, so it's it's really just a bunch of children and Chris Kreider. Um <laughs> And it, it's about what you would expect from watching a bunch of children and Chris Kreider playing They're They're a little messy. They have their moments of brilliance, but they're certainly not cohesive. So it's going to be chaotic.
1: So just for everybody else who like me has not been paying any attention to the New York Rangers. They are four, seven and three so far this season, seventh in the mass mutual East division, which I feel like I'm going to call it that forever just because it's so sure. absurd I that I'm obsessed with it. Um, so, yeah, the Rangers um, not off to a great start. And I was going to talk about um, Alexis Lafreniere a little bit later. But since you brought him up, um, he has not I, – I guess – I mean, it's hard to expect, like, an actual child to come into the NHL and be outstanding even if he is, you know, an outstanding hockey player. Yeah. He's got one goal um, – in 14 games, yeah, no assists. He's a minus seven, which is, of course, a useless stat, but it's right there. Yeah, That's of...
0: probably still one of the better plus minuses on the team, to be quite honest with you. So, <laughs> so uh,
1: does he, does uh, he look sure. bad, or is he just not getting points?
0: You know, as of the last couple games, he's really started to look... Like, I would say the first couple games, he looked not... He just looked not lost, but like he was still trying to figure it out, which is pretty normal. I think there's only been a handful of guys ever to play their first NHL game after their draft year, like and not even play in the AHL or anything and like light it up. Like we all saw Austin Matthews, but you can't expect that from everybody. And he definitely, it took him a couple games to get his legs, but he looks so good now. And I think the main reason that I can think of that he has not posted up any assists is because ryan strome is usually his center and ryan Strom is a disaster mm-hmm. and he can't finish he can't hit the net he just is so terrible and he's our our second center our second line center and the reason that ryan Strom is our second line center is because he's got this weird like i don't know if you've ever seen any of those like terrible horse girl movies and there's like <laughs> the girl can only like this horse can only bond with this one girl and, like, nobody else can make it work. That's Ryan Strom and Artemi Panarin. So <laughs> in, this, in this analogy, Artemi Panarin is the horse. And nice. Ryan Strom has this, like, magical connection with Artemi Panarin. And when Panarin is playing on Strom's line, Strom's, like, a 60-point center. He is not that man. I don't know what, you know. So Panarin's been hurt. And um, they were like, I don't know, let's put laugh up there. And... They don't have the horse girl connection. So Laugh is making these great plays and nobody's there to finish them. So they tried putting Kako on that line. um, But those two guys really just need a center that can like finish their chances. And they don't have that right now because Phil Heedle is hurt too. Mm. Um, Phil Heedle is, he was a first round draft pick. I think he was first or he might've been second round. You know what? He wasn't a first round. He was at least a second or third round. I think he I think of him as a first round pick just because he's been so good. But he's just a random check kid that's been so good as of this year. He was just doing so well. And then one of the penguins broke him. Um, so he's been out and and we haven't had a center since he's been out, but be able to finish their chances. So it's really difficult to be any winger in our lineup. Um, but especially to be a, a, a new kid who like really needs the guidance of like a playmaking center and doesn't have it. Um, I think that the points will come for him. I'm hoping when Hedl is back, they'll just give us a line of the kids and, and set them free. But the other times where he hasn't had Ryan Strom as his center, pretty much most of the time he's either had an ice cold Mika Zibanejad who definitely still has COVID after effects or Brett Howden, who is uniquely terrible at everything. So I, I, I have faith that he'll be totally fine. And Kako has looked much better this year, too. So hopefully they'll start scoring soon.
1: Okay, you're like really good at segues because I also want to talk about Mika Zabenejad, who as you said, can't score a goal to save his life right now. And good. he um, scored quite a lot of them last season, especially at the beginning of the season. So it's is this kind of just reading up on it a little bit? It seems like the entire team is kind of just not scoring goals, and I usually when that happens, it really is just bad luck.
0: yeah, that,
1: you know you're just not getting bounces, but I mean I, I mean, I guess it's possible that they're just not good, but I find it hard to believe that that's the case. I'm assuming that guys like him are really just not getting the bounces.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Mika's situation is a little bit different than an, even someone like Buchnevich or Kreider in that Mika had COVID like during training camp. So he didn't get legit training camp. I think he got sick, like as he was coming back from Sweden. Um, and, you know, he said in post game that he's not feeling COVID after effects, but he just doesn't look like himself. Mm. And if we didn't know that he had had COVID, you might even think that he was hurt, like that kind of not looking like himself. So it may be slightly different for him um, too, but for him and for all of them, they're just not getting the bounces at all. And like, sometimes it just takes scoring a stupid, dirty goal. And then, you know, it's much easier to open that up. But the guys that are scoring for us are like our random fourth line guys who who are not feeling the same pressure. And I wonder if some of it also has to do with, like, not taking... I mean, we're shooting a lot, but I feel like we're not taking high-quality shots. And, like, I'll see a lot of times guys like Mika, Laugh, Kako, even Bucinevich, um will go for that extra pass instead of just shooting the puck. And that's kind of what Panarin brings to the lineup, is that he's... Most of the time, if he has a good shot, he's just going to take the shot. Um, So without him in the lineup, you've got a whole bunch of guys who are like just overthinking it, and they've got so much pressure on them. And then you've got like random dudes like Colin Blackwell and Kevin Rooney who are fourth-line guys who come in and are like, no one's expecting me to score, so I can just take the shot. And if it doesn't go in, it's not a big deal. And then it goes (laughs) in because they're taking good shots, right? Right. Whereas if you laugh, you're like, this has to be a good shot. Like, they're expecting me to take good, smart shots. And I really just need them to take the terrible shots, too. Like, just just shoot the puck at the net. And you know what? You know who said that today, actually? Georgiev said that um, in a press conference. So I know that I'm right because the goalie said it.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: if the goalie says it, it has to be right. So Artemi
1: Panarin and Keandre Ke'an Miller um, have been hurt. I know they didn't play against the Devils the other yeah. night. Um, should we expect to see either of
0: them in this Flyers game? I don't think you're going to see Keandre. Um, I'm not really sure what happened with him. He he practiced today and he looked okay, but I think they don't want to really rush him. Um, you might see him, but it's I would say it's like maybe a 50-50 chance. You are supposedly will see Panarin. Now, I don't know that I would say that you're going to see a 100% Panarin, but even, like, an 80% Panarin is pretty scary. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think you will see him. Jacob Truba broke his thumb yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was it yesterday, I guess? I think it was, um, yeah. So he is out, which means that our decor is going to be, especially if Miller doesn't play, it's going to be um, concerning, but... Um, you you will definitely, as far as I've read, should see Panarin unless something else comes up. So the defense, I've been
1: told on Twitter, is Adam Fox and then a bunch of dudes.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, I think people underrate Truba a little bit just because his contract is so terrible. We're paying him like $8 million, so you're expecting him to perform like Adam Fox is performing, but he was never going to do that. Um, and I think for what he actually is as a player, he's been pretty good. He especially has been incredible on our penalty kill, which is one of the best in the league. Um, So it's going to be really shitty not to have him for that reason. Um, But yeah, basically otherwise, um, especially when Miller is out, it's just Adam Fox playing like 22 minutes a night. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, he, he's going to probably play a lot. You're going to see a lot of him tomorrow. You're going to see a lot of him even on the power play tomorrow. Um, And he's, Especially, in my opinion, especially dangerous in transition and especially dangerous against teams that are not good in the transition.
1: So, looking at, um, just kind of looking at the stats page on NHL.com, one of the things that stuck out to me, so there's only one goaltender listed for the Rangers right now. Uh, Who is it? Uh Georgiev, whose name I say differently every
0: time I pronounce it. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Yeah, him.
0: <laughs> I mean, he'll probably play tomorrow. Um, yeah. Is he the starter? No. Um. So we're kind of in a weird position where we've got two guys that are like 24, 25 years old, young Russian dudes who are both probably starter caliber. But Chesty is sort of the heir to the Henrik throne. Mm. Um and Quinn has been really into rotating them. But even so, Shesty's had 10 games and Georgie's had five. So I would say we don't really have a starter. We kind of have a 1A, 1B situation. But if, if I was pressed to name a starter, which David Quinn refuses to do, it would probably be Shesty. I do think you guys will probably see Georgie just because Chesty played last night. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Shesty should play tomorrow, but I'm expecting that Georgia will start. So if you had to
1: give me one thing that you would say, despite the results right now, that has been going really well for the Rangers, what would that be?
0: Our penalty kill. Okay. Our PK has been so good. And some of it is just because they're very confident in their goaltender and they have every reason to be whichever goaltenders in net, they have every reason to be confident in them both these guys have been playing really well um you know Georgie's save percentage is not awesome but that's not you know on him it's a lot of just us being terrible and and the guys know that like they know they can trust them so I think that's one of the reasons the penalty kill has been really good but also our penalty kill has guys on it like until recently, Truba and Lemieux, who are blocking so many shots and, like, very willing to just put their bodies on the line and really commit to playing really hard on the PK. And, like, they're very aggressive. Our PK is very aggressive, mm. um, which I think has worked really well for us. So that that's probably the biggest thing. I am worried that our PK will not be as good without Jake. Um, we have done pretty well, except for that Boston game, with not taking too many penalties. But... I mean, we always go a little buck wild with the Flyers, so I'm I'm anticipating that we will you will see our penalty kill tomorrow, um, and hopefully it'll still be good. I honestly have no
1: idea what this game is going to be like because the Flyers are like literally half an AHL
0: team right now. Yeah.
1: So it's gonna
0: it's gonna be an interesting game on both ends. I can tell you that.
1: It, it certainly is, <laughs> to say the least. I I really don't know what's gonna happen, but. Um, if you had to give Flyers fans a player to watch, like somebody that we might not know to keep an
0: eye on someone that you <laughs> might not know to keep an eye on, um, I'm not going to say someone like, like Fox or Panarin, cause those are obvious answers. Mm-hmm. I would say other than those guys, um, Colin Blackwell is like, I think he's, let me see. He's, like, in the top seven for points on the team. Like, he's got a lot of points. He does have a lot of points. He's scored a lot of goals, in like, recently. And they moved him up to the first line to start the game last night. Like, he was on... They moved Booch down, and -hmm. they had, like, a Kreider-Zibanejad-Blackwell line. And he looked really good, so... Um, if anybody's going to score a really crazy goal tomorrow, it's probably going to be him. Um, and he's pretty small, um, and very, very fast, which makes him, I think, kind of annoying to play against. So I wouldn't be surprised if you hear his name a lot.
1: Yeah, I'm looking, I'm like, where did he come from? Because he's not young. He was a that. He,
0: uh, he was a Nashville guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, he historically been pretty good. I mean, he, he's been mostly a good in the, uh, in the AHL, but even when he's been called up to the NHL in the past, he's been not like a, not like a top six guy, but he's been a pretty reliable scorer even at the NHL level um, sort of recently. So not surprised to see him playing well.
1: And I guess, I mean, I don't know what kind of answer you can give when your team is kind of not playing super well top to bottom, but sometimes I like to ask, like if you were coaching the flyers And you were telling them how they could beat this Rangers team. Like, what would be the thing that they attacked? Like, the biggest weakness on the team?
0: I think the biggest thing to exploit is is the guys taking sort of that extra pass. Mm. So if you can keep pushing them to the outside, like, really don't let them come up the middle. Because they're not going to be comfortable taking the shot unless they're, like, right in front of the net is the way they've been playing. So if you can keep like the, the slot as clear as possible and push them out to the corners, they're probably not going to get a lot of high-quality shots on your goaltender. And you have a good enough goaltender, assuming Carter Hart is not one of the guys that's off. Or um, well, yeah. even Brian Elliott, to be honest. like I- I'm also a Blues fan and deeply respect Brian Elliott. I think if you can keep them to the corners and and... Out of the middle, you're not going to get a lot of high quality shots against, and that that's a, an easy way kind of to hamstring them. Okay, good to know. Is there anything else about the Rangers that you think we need to to know about before we see this game? Um, no, not really. I think there's some question as to whether DQ has lost the room. Mm. Which they ask every year, um, so I think you may notice that the effort. And the compete level is lacking, which is how the Devils got us last night. And maybe it'll be different tomorrow. Um, but if it's not, it's definitely possible for even a team that's like half an AHL team to outwork the Rangers. Just because if they want it more and they try harder, they certainly are a beatable team. Because, um, I mean, the Devils are half an AHL team, too.
1: Like, Yeah, uh, they are. So I, actually, I read some um, of Chris Kreider's post-game comments after that Devils game and it did kind of sound like that sort of I'm blaming the coach but I'm not going to say it like I think he called them like not prepared and they weren't ready like that
0: they're not and you can tell like yesterday towards the end of the game DQ had his assistant drawing up a plan at the end of the game like he he seems checked out to me Mm. Um, and, and you know, he sort of even said today, like, it's hard because when things are going well, you never think it has anything to do with you. But when things are going badly, you blame yourself. And I, I felt bad for him reading that. But also, like, this does sort of feel like it's at least a little bit on you, man. Like, it does a little bit, to be honest. and. And my criticism of him mostly has been, and this is coming from someone who lives in Boston and and remembers what it was like when he coached at BU, my criticism of him really has been that he makes the creative guys overthink too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that maybe that's how he's sort of lost the room in a sense. And that's why the grinders are playing really well under him. Um, But that's not going to win hockey games really most of the time, so... Yeah, if you notice, if you guys are watching the game and you, you feel like the vibes are off, it's because the vibes are off.
1: There's really nothing worse than when hockey players start thinking too much. They just
0: they can't do it. No, they shouldn't be thinking at all, in my opinion.
1: Not really. They're not generally an intellectual bunch. They just need to rely on their training and their instincts.
0: Just, and just, just shoot the puck. Just, just shoot it. Puck. I hate being that guy, but like sometimes you do just need to shoot the puck.
1: The Flyers have been a very... Not shooty team as well so far this season. It's oh, very that'll fun. be fun. Yeah, it's it's always a great hockey game when literally no one wants to shoot the puck. It makes I just, a the thing hitter.
0: that's fun about those games to me is like trying to bet on which guy it's going to be that decides he's going to shoot because it's always just some random dude. It's always just like some guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I think we're we're all kind of betting which career AHLer will get his goal. I personally think Sam
0: Warren's going to score a hat trick tomorrow. That's my. Oh, official God. I don't know if I could handle that. I would love that. (laughs) I would love it. I think my Twitter timeline would be extremely enjoyable if that were to happen.
1: It certainly would be something else. That's for sure. (laughs) Okay. And the last thing I'm going to ask you, Eleni, as I I ask everyone to do this because I think it's fun is for a final score prediction for the game.
0: Um, I'm going to say 4-1 Flyers, Okay. and the last one's an empty netter.
1: Okay. I'm going to say that since neither one of these teams can score and the Flyers have half a roster and haven't played in almost two weeks, I'm going to say it's going to be like 5-4. I'm
0: going to say 5-4 Rangers, actually. I- I would love that, but <laughs> I don't know who you think is gonna score five goals, but maybe someone will pop off. Who can say? Maybe Colin, maybe Colin Blackwell gets his first NHL hat trick. He's the only guy shooting a puck. So Yeah, I just I I just don't have a lot of confidence
1: in the Flyers heading into a game that they're like essentially being forced to play.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I totally understand that's that. I'm posture. sure I would feel the same way.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. I love when they do that. Always it's always fun. Happy.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. This is great. Eleni, thank you so much for hanging out. We've no a problem. Lot of Thanks for having stuff. me. Yeah. Um, everyone should check out the Ice Garden, by the way. And also, if you want to, um, Steph did a really great interview about the bubble that they did uh, for their season. That was really good and successful there for a while. It's a shame it didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame it didn't work out. Um, I think they did, you know, the best that they probably could.
0: They sure did try.
1: They really did try. Um, Where else can people find you if you would like them to find you?
0: Um, I'm on Twitter at Strong4Check.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) And my other stuff is very easy to find from that. Um, I write for the Ice Garden um, on occasion. I used to run their socials before I got my big girl job. And I also cover the AHL for Not Your Papa's Hockey. So if you're an AHL fan, um, that's a good place to find me too.
1: Awesome. Great. Thank you so much. No problem.
0: Thank you. Enjoy the
1: game. Have fun. Go Flyers. (laughs) All right.